faith sacrifice. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, Bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. As always, I'm your host, Greg Bolden, here on the America Out Loud network, as well as all other social media networks. You can find me at Real Greg Bolden and America Emboldened on Rumble, YouTube, Twitch, and everywhere else you'd like to find things. Make sure you head over to AmericaOutloud.news, where you can check out all of my colleagues' work, people like the great Dr. McCullough, Malcolm Out Loud, Paul Engel, and so many more, like Booker Scott, who I was just on his show the other day. Make sure you check out that interview, too. It's actually a very good one to take a listen to. Maybe we'll even get into some of that influencer culture today with our guests that we have here. Well, it's our Thursday night, Friday show here on the network, which means Chris Michaels comes back over to the show. And Chris, you're going to have a little bit of news to drop here tonight at the top of the show before we bring the guest on, I believe, if you're allowed Am I? to. Are, are you? I don't know. Are we going to talk about my internet issues? Is that the kind of news no, we're talking Chris, about? Chris, <laughs> I want to say that you are officially a member of the America Out Loud family. Your photo appeared uh, on the website. No, don't. I know. I know. I will be doing uh, Monday nights. I'll be on a program called Unleashed, and it will be a basically a daily summary, as far as my part is concerned, of news events that occur. And we're going to focus on how to bring the power back to the people and maintain what it is to have an American ideal in our communities. Power to the people. Yeah. Look at you with the tagline unleashed with Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> is it going to be unleashed, unleashed with Michaels, unleashed with Chris Michaels? What, what, what's that? Uh, what's that time called? Uh, I, but I think it's called unleashed. Just I mean, unleashed, we have multiple okay. guests. Uh, yes, it's multiple guests. So it's five days a week, but five different de guests. Okay. So we're all going to have our own points of view. We're going to be able to have guests on and we're going to express our opinions and what it means to be an American and, and follow all of that. So it'll be exciting times. All right. And we have the America Out Loud talk radio news network as well, available on all of your podcasts uh, and app devices, whether it's a iPhone, Android. So make sure you go download that so you can hear Chris's brand new show when it premieres in just like 72 hours or so. It's, it's going to be something premiering. like that. Yeah. yeah. By the time you listen to this, it's, it's there. All right. Well, that's enough of us talking. We have an awesome yeah. guest uh, coming up. Who This guest first came on my radar uh, back when Dr. Hotez uh, had Alex yeah. Rosen show up at his front door and basically say, hey, dude, what's going on? And I took issue with the way Alex went about things. And I told Alex that on the show, I thought that, you know, it's a little bit of a bully technique. I know what he does is great work on the other side, but I thought maybe he overstepped his boundaries on this one. And we laughed about it. We talked about it. And then I tried to set up an interview with Hotez and McCullough. But during that interview, Alex dropped, Hey, Greg, you know who you have to talk to about these type of issues that are going on right now, especially here in Texas. You got to talk to my friend, Marissa Hansen. She's knocking it out of the park. And I was like, Alex, that sounds great. Uh, so I looked her up and then fast forward, you go, you know what, Greg, I think we should bring Marissa Hansen onto the show. And I said, okay, tell me why. And you start talking about the different things that she's reporting as well. I'm like, you know what, when Alex tells me, Chris Michaels tell me the world is coming at, you know, together to say, this should be our guest. So without further ado, uh, a great journalist in her own right has an awesome Substack page that you can read. She's putting out phenomenal content over and over again. The Houston Comical by Marissa Hansen. We're going to welcome right now Marissa to the stage. Welcome, Marissa. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you, Greg? We're doing wonderful. We're doing wonderful. Thank you for joining us and being part of the show. Uh, we're glad that you're here. Um, we got a lot to talk about. I mean, woof, Texas. We sure do. Yeah, let's spill some tea. Yeah, let's let's get down to it. I'm going to start with the first hot button topic mm -hmm. of the day. So, Marissa, I know that like me and Chris Michaels, mm -hmm. you are not a fan of Governor Greg Abbott. Um, is that an accurate description? That would be very accurate. Um, so Greg Abbott um, got on my radar when I came back home. Um, I was living up in Santa Fe, New Mexico during COVID and... When I moved back to Houston, um, I didn't recognize my city anymore. And 
um, I started to realize that Greg Abbott really wasn't in control of Texas whatsoever. And he basically is just nothing but a WEF puppet. And he's controlled by China, Mexico, and lobbyists and globalists, you name it, he, he's owned by them. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> so Greg Abbott first got onto my radar and my criticism, especially when he started sending up the illegal migrants to New York City on buses and all around uh, to statements to uh, Kamala Harris outside her home. I just thought it was a horrible thing to do as a human being. So I get that they're illegal immigrants, but they're also human beings and to use them as pawns and chess pieces in a political game to me just seemed to be completely corrupt of any type of soul whatsoever. Well, Greg, that's one way to look at it, but you're, you're thinking that they're being used as political pawns for one reason, whereas I believe that they're being used as political pawns for another reason. Okay. So in 2030, when 2030 comes up, we're going to have a new census. Once the redistricting happens, what what do you think is going to happen in all of these sanctuary cities? Mm. Talk about voting and right. Our our political landscape is going to be drastically different with all of these migrants that are being bused throughout our country right now. So basically, a lot of people they just only see this one part of you know, the busing, which is inhumane. But I see it as Greg Abbott is helping two people. There are two two factions right now. He's helping the WEF with changing our political landscape by 2030. And he's also helping the cartels with this human trafficking operation that is going on right now. I mean, just at certain points of the bar, points of the border, um, you know, they're making $40 million, you know, through trafficking all of these people. And so you have to start really taking apart all of these things and just looking at the money. So Greg Abbott is busting all of these people throughout our country. And I just, I just actually wrote an article about it today, just, just the cost analysis. Um, it turns out that it's costing us taxpayers $1,700 per migrant to bus them from El Paso to New York. That seems a bit extensive just for a bus trip from El Paso to New York. That's basically what a first class ticket to Europe. And so you've got that you've got, you've got Abbott um, assisting with changing our country's demographics. Um, I mean, there's so many layers to what Greg Abbott is doing right now that so many people don't seem to understand. They only see this one part, which is the inhumane part. But really, what's so drastically terrible about it is that our country's political landscape is going to be completely different by 2030. And I don't think, like, there's going to be redistricting and, you know, I I have no idea what they're going to do with the bailouts of these sanctuary cities. I mean, no one thinks about that kind of stuff. As as long as Biden's still in office, those bailouts are going to be just obscene. Right. And this also will change the distribution in the House of Representatives and the Electoral College. Exactly. So, So with Greg Abbott shipping all of these people all over the place, the unthinking conservative types will say, oh, good, the Democrats are getting a taste of their own medicine. But in reality, this World Economic Forum stooge is helping this kind of World Economic Forum policy change. It's, it's, it is crazy to think about this. And all of the grift that's involved with these NGOs that are responsible for this is just off the charts. Oh, a hundred percent. And, you know, I mean, I saw this happen in Houston during 2020 when they redistricted our County, they turned our four precincts into a jigsaw puzzle and all four precincts turned into Democrat strongholds. And once they redistricted, the commissioner's court no longer had this three to um, uh, Republican commission, uh, Democrat uh, majority. It was now a four to one Democrat uh, Republican majority. And so the 
the Democrats now are able to raise our taxes. They're able to pass through all of these um, these progressive things. And this is what's going to happen in all of the sanctuary cities once, once they change the political landscape coming with the redistricting and the census. That makes any sense. We just got a comment here. Uh, one of our viewers just wrote, if I lived in Texas, I'm not worried about redistricting. I'm worried about my backyard. Easy fix. Don't let them in. That's an oversimplification <laughs> well, of the issue, yeah, right, Marissa? Yeah. I'm sorry. That's very oversimplified. Um, the redistricting has turned most of all of our large cities into blue cities. When you look at the 22, the 22 election, you could see the shift. So Texas right now, um, it used to, or it used to be deep red. And then in 2016, once they uh, switched to straight ticket voting and they pulled Beto in, that straight ticket voting was really to change our political landscape in the commissioner's court level. So if you look at, like, if you start to look at the maps of how they've been changing it, you start to see that Texas has been going light, lighter red to pink, and eventually they want it to go purple and then blue. And it's all been done through fraud, basically, and redistricting and all of these layers of you know, the DNC machine. <laughs> so what are some of the signs? Because I think you are on the, the precipice of what these Democrats and what the World Economic Forum types, because you have to lump in those rhino Republicans into all of Right, this. like Dade Phelan and Dan right. Crenshaw. And, yeah, oh, yeah. and we've got quite a bit of them. We've got John Cornyn in Texas. We've got Dan Crenshaw. We've got Chip Roy, or a lot of people like to call him Chip Soy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of rhinos. And the things that you really need to be looking out for in Texas with these uh, politicians is not really the politicians. It's more or less the NGOs and the nonprofits that they're entering into these partnerships with. So, for example, Houston is has entered into a smart city agreement. They've also entered into the C40 uh, agreement. Mm -hmm. Are you guys familiar with the C40 cities? Uh, no. Tell, tell us more. Okay, so I've done podcasts on those, Greg. Well, so I have not. I'm Chris well Michaels. familiar. I'm, I'm not. Familiar. And you know what? <laughs> I'm going to go with the average everyday bold American listener okay. here. Let's let's hear about it. So the C40 cities, it's these climate change, you know, initiative cities, and you know, Richie Solnik, Suknik is a part of it, isn't he, Chris? Uh, well, yes, and also the president of C40 is Michael Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. hoping you were going to stump him. And then I'd say, you did so many podcasts about this, Chris, and you didn't stump him. Darn. All right, continue. Yeah. So a lot of these, you start to notice that all of these partnerships, like the C40 city, the smart city city, they're all these, it's like they all have these certain goals to reach us, to get us to the WEF 2030 climate initiative. So all of these people on all of these partnerships that they've uh, introduced or like added or entered into with these Texas cities and counties all have this one initiative to eventually get us into the WEF, you know, uh, climate 40 city kind of image. Like right now in Harris County, we've reached almost all 17 United Nation goal, sustainable goals. And, and it's and it's happening right in front of our faces. Like we have the UN um, climate murals, we have the SDG murals in Houston. I mean, these are huge murals right in the middle of Houston. And I mean, it's all United Nations stuff. Agenda 2030. I mean, we've we've entered into agreements uh, to cut down climate uh, carbon emissions in Houston of all places by 40 percent by 2030. We live in Texas, for, for God's sake. How is that possible? It's not. So they've entered into these Vision Zero programs where they're making our roads like diet roads. So they're cutting off lanes in Houston, Texas, which is the third most populated city in Texas. 
I mean, can you imagine that in the, in the, in the middle of one of the busiest streets, they've cut it down from four lanes down to two lanes. And, um, two of the lanes are now bike lanes because of carbon emissions and these bike lanes. I mean, it's, it makes no sense. Texas gets to 115 degrees in the middle of the summer. No one gets on their bike in the middle of summer in Houston, Texas, and rides their bike. And but they're they're shifting us into this thing that no one wants. And it's just it's all like this Hegelian dialectic stuff. Sorry, I'm getting off subject. No, no. You're good. You're I, I was just thinking, you know, wasn't Houston that gets all the flooding during some of the Gulf of Mexico's uh, hurricanes where people need to be able to have escape routes to be able to get out? I mean, you guys had yeah. like a 27 inch rainstorm, I think maybe like a decade ago, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that was Harvey. And yeah, um, yeah no, I mean, everything that they're doing makes no sense. Um, there, it's And it's all this Vision Zero initiative, which is happening in Austin, Texas. It's happening in Dallas, Texas. It's happening in Houston. And it's happening all over okay. the country, but most people don't see it. I got to ask. Texas has always been a Republican state, right? And I I like to break down the illusion of Republicans and Democrats to the dismay <laughs> of many. Um, I'm not in either camp one way or the other. I'm common sense. Mm-hmm. But everybody always says, well, Texas, that's the freedom state, right? You got people saying, well, I'm moving to Texas because I lived in California and they were taking away my freedoms. There is a migration right now, not just with the illegal immigration, but of a different sect of thought process of individuals. And Chris Michaels and I were talking about how we see Texas is turning more and more purple, right? It's no longer. But it sounds to me like none of these things could have been done by an agenda that is just like an evil Democrat agenda, which is what people like to point at. To me, this sounds like this is an elite agenda and it's both Republicans and Democrats. Am I correct or off base? What's your thoughts? I think that you're correct in that assumption. I mean, basically America has turned into a chop shop and the Republicans and Democrats got together and they said, we might as well just sell it, sell up, sell it off. I mean, I don't, it's, Everything that I'm seeing is a uniparty kind of behavior, but then you've got the cartel kind of operations that are going on as well. So, you know, it's all corrupted and you've got these NGOs that are basically operating like a fifth branch of our government and we've got, and they're basically, you know, you've got the Catholic charities helping the cartels with trafficking people. And they're also helping the WEF with the Great Reset by, you know, trafficking these people throughout our country and changing our, you know, political landscape. It's just, it's all of, you know, you, you start to look at everything and it's, it's not, it's not Republican versus Democrat. It really is this agenda to, you know, destroy America and rebuild it in a different image in a one world vision kind of thing. So you're right that it's Texas isn't, you know, that deep red thing. There's a, a gentleman that lived in Houston, Texas. Uh, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of his name. I'm going to say it and then let me know. Michael Bednark. Have you ever heard of Michael Bednark before? No, I haven't. All right. So Michael Bednark ran for president back in 2000, I believe it was 2004 uh, or 2000, 2000. He was up against George Bush. He was the Libertarian Party nominee for president. But he has written or wrote books about our country moving towards socialism, progressivism, and how all of this was unconstitutional. And both parties had abused the Constitution now since the 1920s. I had him on my show uh, about a week before or a couple weeks before he passed away. He was in hospice care and Uh, he lit a fire underneath me and my audience in just pointing out to everybody, the Constitution's the Titanic and it's already sunk. And we're in the water now trying to figure out what the hell is happening. What are we going to do? He's not wrong. <laughs> no, not at all. Not wrong at all. People now are literally voting for socialism and saying that they're American and that they're patriots and they support the constitution, but they don't even know what the constitution means for their life anymore. And I, that that's actually one of the reasons I do what I do with this show is to try to tell people you have a choice in all of this. Uh, we can rebuild a Titanic yet. Maybe it's sunk, but we don't have to allow these people to hijack your country and turn it into something that it shouldn't be 
uh, before all of a sudden your rights are gone. And the first thing that opened my eyes up to all of this was going back to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know, the pandemic just immediately, I was like, wait a minute, how come we can't go outside and play on basketball courts? How come we are making sure kids can't play on playground equipment? Why are they being removed? How come we're removing people from the ability to have human interactions within all of this uh, for something that has less than a 1% chance of killing us, especially if you're under the age of 65, barely any chance of killing you. And I watched what government did with people getting vaccine cards in order to be able to eat in their local restaurants from Oregon to Seattle to San Francisco and all over into the liberal cities. And I said, you know what? This is control and showing how easily people can be controlled. It's Mm -hmm. the biggest experiment in the history of America. And they collected more data and are still collecting data on us in order to figure out what that agenda 2030 looks like, what that future looks like. And I believe, you know, that is the reason why people are scared out of their minds about what this next election could possibly do, because I think it might be an election where it really is the the final straw. It's it's the last stand. And I'm not sure that either of them is really going to take us away from 2030. But if I had to put my money on it, out of all the candidates right now, I'd say Donald Trump seems to be the least 2030 candidate. But I don't know. What's your thoughts? Well, I mean, I know that Donald Trump is not for 2030 at all. And he's not a globalist. And, you know, I'm always going to run for the or I'm always going to go for the candidate that the MSM and everyone else is gunning against. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a hardcore Trump voter fan. I'm, I'm big on his policies. Um, and I, you know, I'm, of course, I'm going to be voting for him in the upcoming election. (laughs) Female voting for Donald Trump. Chris Michaels. I thought the news media said this doesn't exist. She's like a unicorn in the woods, according to CNN. (laughs) Females are supposed to hate the rapist Donald Trump. Isn't that what the liberals tell us, Chris Michaels? (laughs) Yeah, she's a self-hating female. Oh, God. That's right. How do you sleep at night, Marissa? (laughs) Very well. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure you do. So I, I want to go back a little bit because you're in the front lines, basically, of what a red state turning to purple, turning to blue is going to look like. A lot of the misconceptions here in the Northeast, because I'm from New York um, and Greg is on the East Coast, too, mm-hmm. is that Texas really is a red state. So you've uncovered basically the money trail that shows how this transition goes. Well, give us an example of what you found. In some of these money trails, um, well, it's 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 in, interesting, really. Um, basically, there's patterns to the giving, which I started when when 2020 happened, and I started looking into campaign donations. I started to notice patterns in, of giving through of campaign donations through these elitists that of a network of elitists that I knew, and I started to notice that. It wasn't just going to Georgia. It was going to Texas and Houston, Austin, Dallas, San Antonio. And I was like, wait, wait a second. These are, this is almost identical to what's happening in Georgia. So I went in, I I started really like diving into Texas politics, the money, the consultants that they were using um, and whatnot and the vendors. And I started to realize that this was basically um, kind of like a conspiracy of cartels and certain networks using COVID to launder a ton of money. Excuse my language. Wow. Um, that is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so Boston, like, for example, Boston Consulting Group, they were awarded three no-bid contracts for about $15 million to do um, to perform COVID project management. When I went in and uh, submitted a PIA request of the contracts, I found that what's a what's a PIA request? What is um, that? So. It's a Personal Inform- Information Act request, and gotcha. so for the local level, like on the higher level, you ask for FOIA request, which everyone knows is Freedom of Information Act. Um, local, you ask for Public Information Acts. So. Um, 
I submitted all these PIA documents just asking about these contracts, these no-bid contracts, because I start, I kept on seeing no-bid, no-bid contract for all of these COVID funds. And I, you know, and, and then I started to notice that a lot of these consultants and everyone, they were all DNC operatives. And these contracts that they were getting, they were data mining. So Boston Consulting Group, when I looked into the contracts, all they were doing was data mining during COVID. And I was like, how is this COVID project management when all they're doing is data mining? They were data mining people's, co- the color of their skin, where they lived. And I'm like, what does this have to do with COVID project management? Data mining. And then I went and looked at Boston Consulting Group's uh, partners and it was Planned Parenthood, American Federation of Teachers, uh, all of the DNC networks and civis analytics for example are you guys familiar with civis analytics no go ahead what's that about so civis analytics is a data mining group um dan or this guy named dan wagner who ran um obama's campaign uh used this model to basically accurately predict um voting trends and he got he was so accurate on these voting trends that um i think it was like down to like 78% um and and it was able to change the outcome of certain elections cuz they knew how to market to certain crowds and i thought i was like wait a second what is this why is why is civis analytics receiving all these contracts from Harris County around the same time that Boston Consulting is doing all of this data mining. And then I started to really look into Civis and they were involved with helping our census stuff, our um and you know, uh, they were involved with our elections and I'm like what is what is a data mining group doing with involved uh, being involved with our elections and our census? These two things are very um, important things, and it's all this Democrat network. So you see that woman on the left, Laura, Laura Belmont. Yeah. So t- uh, click on that, Laura Belmont. Uh, it's not clickable. Okay. So Laura Belmont is from. She used to work at Claire Channel uh, Communications, and then left Claire Channel during the 2020 election to run. Uh, uh, the Pennsylvania Keystone States uh, election. And you'll start to notice that a lot of these people had left their positions and went went on to move to work on the 2020 election, just like this Laura Belmont woman did. And then she moved on from Civis, uh, from Clear Channel to Civis. So it's it's like all these deep state proxies. So go to Civis's partners. partners. Can you go to about? Yeah. Yep. So uh, before we go to about, can I just point out real quick, uh, Michael's when oh, here I we first go. Boston Consulting oh, Group. Sorry, sorry, go back. The, this one right here. Yeah. So you see it, the ADL, Bill and Melinda Gates, Boston yes. Consulting Group. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. It's, I, I just wanted to point out too to uh, Michael's because we've covered this pretty uh, extensively on the show with John Warner and and others. Did you notice what I highlighted? I know that you're on a smaller screen, Michael's, but. It says we've worked on election yeah. campaigns at CERN and yeah. in Antarctica. So, oh, that's- so a census in Antarctica. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it makes complete sense. All those people live in Antarctica. We got to, we got to data mine uh, the census. And, yeah. But, <laughs> and CERN, right? Uh, there's nothing uh, odd going on yeah. at CERN, is there, Michaels? Mm-mm. Wink, no, wink, everybody. Wink, wink. Honest right. as the day is long. So, yeah. back- Back to this about side. I'm sorry. I just had to had to point that out real quick. Yeah, no, actually, that was the, one of the first things that I saw when when I actually when I when I saw that the county had entered into agreement with them and I went onto their website. That was the first thing that I noticed was Antarctica and CERN. And, you know, these people were involved with our elections, our census, and they're all DNC operatives. So you you start to realize that this was a concerted effort in changing Texas's political landscape, and it was all done during around COVID and a little bit before that. Um, it's just you start to look at the patterns of financial giving um, 
And it's all very, it's all identical to what they were doing in Georgia, what they were doing um, in Maricopa, what they did in Harris County. It's just, you, you start to identify these groups and how they're coming in. It's, I mean, it's no different than what a foreign terrorist organization would do. They, they install proxies into local governments. They start to empty out the government coffers. They, um, you know, they introduce something like bail reform and then start underfunding, uh, defunding the police. And this is all things which are happening in Texas. Right now we have cashless bail in Houston, Texas. Um, we are, they have cashless bail. Yeah, literally. <laughs> what like could go wrong? Um, we've had just in the past two years since we've introduced PR bond bail, like which is personal reconnaissance bail, we've had over 200 people get murdered by offenders that were released on PR bonds. Can you imagine? And this is happening in Houston, Texas, and no one's talking about it. Um, we also, we there's now, they've now decriminalized drug offenses in Houston. So if you're, fa- if you're caught with over three ounces of, of any kind of drug, like if you're, if you're caught with like an ounce of um, cocaine, they'll let you go. And this is happening in Texas and everyone thinks that we're a deep red state. And I'm like, no, this is, they, they basically have a blueprint of all of these networks of, of consultants, um, vendors, and they've basically had all of their proxies in Texas deploy these networks in order to change our political landscape, if that makes any sense. Yes, it does. Uh, why don't we take a, a quick break here? When we come back, I want to ask you more about Civis because this was not on my radar whatsoever. All right, bold Americans. Uh, as always, if you'd like to support the show, you can go over to patreon.com backslash America emboldened, where you can subscribe to exclusive content as well as premium content. You can also follow at real Greg Bolden, uh, to find all my socials and at last call caravan for Chris Michaels as well. And, uh, hope that you do so. In the meantime, while we're on break, head on over to americaoutloud.store. This is where you can find all the great health products and so much more that help support the network to keep bringing you voices of liberty and uh, messages of patriotism, keeping us America first. We'll be right back after the break, everybody. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden and Chris Michaels, our special guest, Marissa Hansen. Many voices, one freedom, united in the First Amendment. Our goal is to herald the voice of genuine liberty at AmericaOutloud.news. A place where you'll find the naked truth expressed with a patriotic heart. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all. Who's got time for a nasal invasion messing up your lifestyle? Crush those nasties before they become a problem. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order with the coupon code OUTLOUD, you'll receive 20% off the entire purchase. Go to americaoutloud.shop. That's americaoutloud.shop and use coupon code OUTLOUD. Use CofixRx because it works. ASEA believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel our very best. Our customers will tell you how our products have made a difference for them. From improving immune health and supporting gut health, to reducing the appearance of wrinkles and even improving mind, mood, and energy. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA, we power potential. For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. I wasn't prepared for this whole civis conversation, right? But I'm just, I'm starting to dig immediately in other browsers. But then I pulled up this page here. I had the show, everybody. So 
I've been saying since the pandemic, right, that they're going to put messages out in order to convince you, you, you can't kill grandma, and they're going to use uh, psychological warfare, so to speak, fifth generation warfare in order to make that happen. Now I'm looking at Civis going, well, gee, they're telling you right here that they are helping to make those type of things happen. Resources, insights, and data to enable your storytelling. Let's look at some of their top stories. Quickly, just as I started going down, you can see the agenda. Smart Cities Dive. We just talked about that at the top of the show with you, Marissa. Talk about what's going on in Texas with smart cities and carbon reductions and what that plan would be for 2030. There it is. Wired. What can convince people to just get vaccinated already? Pro-vaccine messages touting safety and scary COVID stats can backfire, new studies suggest. Small and mid-sized cities can build data capacity by being realistic. And you can go on on. Meanwhile, they're raising money, uh, <laughs> this is uh, what I've been saying right now. People are hired to create narrative mm -hmm. and they data mine you because you're a product on social media and everywhere else in order to influence you. Exactly. And it's dangerous place to be. That is correct. And, and now the county and basically what my county has done, they've turned us into lab rats for data miners. And that's how they control us, manipulate us. I mean, they can do anything. As long as they're data mining, they can manipulate us in whatever way that they want. Right. And if you look at just as a sidebar, if you look into the Latin meaning of civis, it actually means city state. So that seems to be the strategic method that these people use is that they go into the cities to manipulate the mayors and the urbanites. I mean, think about what C40 does. C40 is basically a transnational organization that bypasses the federal and state governments and goes directly to the mayors. And that's why you've got cities like Phoenix and Vegas and New York City implementing these World Economic Forum agendas to basically clamp down on people and create these 15-minute cities. Right. And uh, it's it's no different than like what the Giving Pledge has done. These billionaires have entered into these Giving Pledge things, and it has the same initiatives as the C40 initiative. So it's basically, as I've said before, it's like these NGOs have all served this certain, certain purpose to what Chris is saying. Well, even Elon Musk got into this conversation recently. Doesn't Elon Musk like have a house in Texas at this point as well? Doesn't he have a uh, real estate there? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I mean, he's got a business down here, so I'd assume he would yeah. have a house. I think uh, Jeff Bezos. You know, we know he what he's doing off uh, Texas there in the northwestern part. There is this message, though, that comes out on X where uh, Elon all of a sudden saying, yeah, carbon emissions is like this big thing. We That's the biggest thing we need to start working on. I was so disappointed when I saw this because I'm thinking this is the guy who is building a social credit system through his X platform that has all the data mining on every single individual. And this is the guy that can hand that information over to the banking companies should they want to start the central bank digital currency, which of course they want to start it because that's all part of the plan. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a guy who's a big player. He has a lot of money to make off of selling people's data. And when you're posting on, on X, do you ever think about what is being created around you as far as what people think about Marissa in the uh, banking landscape of what you report and how you report it? Oh, I, I, they don't think very highly of me because of how badly I'm censored. Um, you know, it's that, that is something that I am quite terrified about because, you know, I've seen, I've, I've seen how they've monetized X and, um, you know, it's just, it's all an illusion. They, they, they've given us an illusion that we're, you know, getting paid with a level hand, which I don't believe is the case at all. I mean, I know of a few of the conservative influencers that I know for a fact are being paid by Twitter and are basically just mouthpieces for Elon. And, um, you know, it's it, it's very frustrating to say the least. Um, I don't think that, I, I mean, I, it's it's hard to say with the monetization and the advertising if if that's really honest. But I mean, 
don't know. It's Sorry. great. Didn't we uncover X bots? Yes. Right? They, X has their own bots, what? which implies that if you... Yeah, which implies that if you are on the good lists or if you have enough money, mm -hmm. you can access these X bots, which means that you'll get more mm -hmm. visibility and higher rates and also cash. It's it's kind of like uh, the Krasensteins. Oh, God. Um, why do they have a million followers? And yet when they go live in places, they get 4,000 people that are listening and that's it. It's a good question. I mean, it, it honestly, it, every all of this feels like it's just a rigged game and we're being sold an illusion of free speech. I mean, the Twitter files were kind of fell flat um, and just all of it felt very orchestrated to me. I don't know how you guys felt about it. but So, yeah, oh, yeah. The, the Twitter files are bizarre to me because uh, I... I got to be careful what I say, but I, I have a little bit more knowledge on, on the Twitter files, but I don't want to oversell anything, but I, I fell into some information at one point in time that led me to speak with one of the authors and journalists that were working on it. Mm. I believe that the main story there that no one's paying attention to, even when it got re-released by Matt Taibbi and Schellenberger uh, about two months ago, it's that our own intelligence agencies are outsourcing to other countries like Germany, et cetera, in mm -hmm. order to influence our elections. Right. And I don't know why people aren't paying attention to that. I don't know why it's discredited and hats off to Schellenberger, Taibbi, um, for going up the Capitol Hill and facing those questions uh, and holding their own because they were trying to assassinate their careers and they held strong. And I, I can't imagine the courage that it takes to be able to do that. But that's, that's not the only problem, Marissa. I mean, if you look at the way there's manipulation of all sides now, I did a story on Dom Lucra just on Monday. Um, Dom Lucra, I think, is one of the biggest fraud frauds on the entire platform. 1.5 billion impressions. The guy is known in his previous careers as uh, somebody who sold drugs, scammed people. This is his words, not mine, right? So I pointed that out. I've showed the images where he admits to this type of stuff. And then in his The Tunnels format, he's working with a known Mexican drug cartel drug mule, Lauren Witzke, who did the interview with Manny Walks. And I want to know, why is Dom Lucre surrounding himself with a drug cartel mule who turned herself into a political figure here in Delaware, where I live? Um, why are we elevating people that are morally and ethically bankrupt? Correct. I use that phrase all the time. I, I love it, Marissa. We're on the same wavelength. Why? You know, honestly, I've, I've tried to stay out of the drama between that. Um, I, there was some stuff that Dom posted, which really irked me. Um, he didn't blur out a child's face yep. um, with when he was posting that kink video. There's nothing like I'm all for exposing bad things, but you need to, when it's when a child is involved, you blur out their face. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care what if he was trying to make some kind of send out some kind of message. It was a child's face that he did not blur out. And that really bothered me because that child has to live with that for the rest of his life, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, that his parents were freaks and were using him for that. And the internet is a disgusting place. And, you know, it's one thing to shame an adult, but including a child in it is wrong. And so after he posted that and I said something, I, he, I was completely turned off. Um, but the one thing that is good about Dom is that he's shown how broken this is this ex portfolio is because you've seen how he gamed it you we all know that yeah absolutely it. we all know that he had bots we all know that someone behind the scenes was artificially promoting him i mean so the one good thing about it was he exposed twitter um you know some of the misgivings or misdeeds of twitter but but I but just, but, but here's the problem, like with, with that statement, and I don't want to get into it because you don't seem like you want to go there and I don't want to do that to you. But mm -hmm. as an investigative journalist, as somebody who's on the front lines right now doing this work yourself, 
aren't you curious about who's funding what he's doing? When I tell you that a drug mule just worked with him. Oh, I think he's, he's, he's just a facade. I don't think that, I mean, there's the things that he said on Twitter, he said, I'm tired of keeping people's secrets. Um, I don't know. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like a farce. Like, it's just um, he, he just feels like a chameleon to me. I but I don't know him personally. I did show up to a TPUSA event and he showed up with about six women, very scantily clad. It seems like he's more into his image as opposed mm-hmm. to putting out a, a message of doing better. But I could be wrong. I don't know him personally. It's just what I've seen online and I, you know i don't think that he should be calling himself an investigative journalist when he's basically just regurgitating you know correct and so this, the stuff that he's pointing out about twitter is actually one of a uh, person that i speak with all the time the parzival it's a lot of that was the parzival's work he's the one that exposed the code the algorithm and dom lucre is putting his watermark and calling it as if it's his own and uh promoting it. i've had my own work uh taken by dom with him making claims and taking my exact story word for word. And then when called out about it, he gave me credit and then started misrepresenting things. So it's certainly uh, a problem. And I don't want to make this all about, you know, like him as a person, I'm just getting at what I've been uncovering is I'm trying to find out who's behind all of these accounts. Right. Yeah, Where's no, the big money? It's interesting because it's, you know, when Elon onboarded, it was like he came in with his own, matrix of conservative and something influencers and it's just it's just kind of like they're they've shown us a new blanket of bullshit (laughs) (laughs) i mean but at the same time there there is stuff that is being exposed while this new blanket of bullshit has been introduced (laughs) so yeah it's it's kind of sad because it almost seems as though there is some puppet master behind the scenes orchestrating all of these individuals, and every single one of these individuals has some kind of checkered past. Uh, hello, Stu Peters. Uh, hello, Dom, and so on and so forth. So it's almost as if there's somebody saying, okay, do this, we'll feed you the information, and we'll have a team behind you to help you collate and distribute this information. And in exchange for that, you'll be a good American and you'll get these records wiped clean. Uh, that's what it just seems like to me. You know, 100%. That's uh, what it seems like. One of, one of my listeners contacted me after I started doing this reveal on Dom Luker and Lauren Witzke, and they said, did you ever notice that in sometimes drug addicts just disappear from the streets? I said, what's the possibility that there are people that actually will take the drug addicts and go, you're blackmailed now. You're going to do exactly what we want you to do, but we're going to give you a life you always wanted. Sounds like Jay-Z. You mean, or kind of like what Epstein did to people? I mean, it kind of, it it does seem you've got, you're not wrong with that because you, you do see a lot of these people that are getting boosted and they're all, they're all playing a certain role in whatever they've got planned for us next. Right. I mean, they're telling us, Oh, your content just sucks. That's why you're shadow banned. Or, um, there's nothing wrong with the site. We're just introducing more algorithms, more, give us more money. If you do this and you add this to your profile or you sign up for this, you're going to get X amount of money. I mean, it's just, it's, it's really gross. I mean, cause you saw how Dom was telling everyone he was making about $50,000 a month mm-hmm. or something like that. And all he's doing is just copying and pasting people's work and calling himself a journalist. So I don't know. I mean, it just, it all seems rigged. <laughs> yeah, it does. You brought up something just now, you, you know, in a few syllables, uh, human trafficking. So human trafficking, I think is one of the, one of the topics that people don't want to talk about uh, in the mainstreams and most normies don't want to talk about for, for people like us, we're well aware of this situation and how enormous it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Texas, I can assume that you see or have seen this kind of network permeate all of your local society. Well, Houston, so, Houston is yeah. the leading city for 
sex trafficking. And is it really? Yeah, it's we've got a court, we've got um. Bissonette Street. So wait, 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 hold on. You don't have traffic court. You have got sex trafficking court. No, no, ports like ports where oh, ports court. of entry. Yeah, yeah, okay. and then we, and then Houston's a huge trafficking stop. So all of those, from what I've seen, like, have you guys ever heard of Colony Ridge? No, no. What's that? So there's this um, development right outside of Houston. It's called Colony Ridge, and it was. It started a couple of years ago, and it's this this man. His name is Trey Harris. He's a big donor of Greg Abbott's, and it's gone from fifty thousand illegals to about one hundred and fifty thousand in the past three years. Um, it's, oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah, now I remember. And yeah. so it's a colonia, and basically mm-hmm. they're um, they're promoting this colonia over uh, in Mexico to border towns, and basically it's become this huge trafficking stop and they buy up these, you know, these plots of land and then they pop up a trailer on it. And then they just, they make it into these trafficking stops um, along the way of, you know, trafficking women, children, men, boys. Um, But yeah, no, Houston, Houston is really, really bad for it. And um, you know, the traffickers or the cartels, they've installed these proxies into boards of directors, uh, like the sports fields, the ports, uh, port of entry, in order to allow the cartels to basically operate as as much as they want or as easily as they can. You know, because once you start to really think about all of the layers of, you know, them defunding the police, introducing cashless bail and um, rigging our elections so they can put on, on all of their progressive judges, you you start to understand how the cartels use these politicians as proxies <laughs> in our government. That's always the truth. Yeah. Absolutely. And these cartels can actually make donations through Act essentially bagmen, yeah. right, through Act Blue and all of that um, in order to get the politicians that they want elected. Right. So, uh, hello Arizona with the McCain family, and and what's going on there, and in your state too. So I don't think people realize how deep this is. Oh, it's very deep. <laughs> you know, we should probably mention if we're going to talk about sex trafficking and human trafficking uh, throughout this country. As the show is airing, either if you're listening here on Friday or watching live, we're coming up on the largest trafficking event yearly in the United States, the Super Bowl. They yes. they know the Super Bowl yeah. is the most trafficked event every single time. And yet it continues to be a story that gets swept under the rug. The other thing that I think is people when they hear uh, about human trafficking, they think about the conspiracy side, John Podesta, Pizzagate, and the Epstein Island and everything. Human trafficking is in your backyard, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, 100%. It, it's, it's the home across the street. It's in your own neighborhood. Well, I mean, you, you drive down Bissonette in Houston and every massage parlor, there's a back room where there's trafficked people. I just was talking to Booker Scott on his show and I didn't know this and how this is even a thing that's not shut down. He was saying, Greg, you know, with human trafficking, he, he went to uh, this place in Florida that actually teaches about what's going on and shows you. He's like, Oh yeah, these massage parlors, they put up images of like, uh, I forget what some of them were that he was talking about, but they'll put like uh, a bunny rabbit or something on it. And that will signal the people that there's somebody who is brand new that no one's touched before or panda, panda bear and stuff. And it's no different. It's no different than what they do with pedophiles. Yeah. You know, I mean, and they know where to look. I mean, and it's, and, and this stuff is right in your face and most people don't realize it, which is what's so scary about it all. In, in New York, at least. What a lot of people don't realize is that those psychic shops are part of this network, too. Those psychic shops that you see, a lot of the places in New York, for instance, that you'll see, you know, the sign is psychic and tarot reading and all of this. 
and it's usually on the side of a main road and it's usually a house that's been turned into this psychic shop but a lot of those psychic homes are really safe houses for mm. these trafficked kids and women so that's how they stay in business i mean do you really think somebody that makes i don't know 30 to 50 bucks an hour is going to be able to afford a business and a home on the site. No, they're doing other things. And this is what I think is the real currency of these elites. It's these kids. It's these humans. I mean, human is the, is the real currency here. I don't disagree with you at all with that, Chris. I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar um, operation and it, you know, that's how these people stay in power. I mean, yeah, and, they really and like Greg said, I mean, because if you think about it, blackmail is currency. So it's mm -hmm. just it's all of it really is currency. And like Greg said, I mean, the largest trafficking event ever is the Super Bowl. And what city is it being held in? I mean, Las Vegas. Vegas. I mean, of all places. places. I mean, <laughs> perfect, perfect storm this year. Yeah. So it, it, if you could. Give listeners and viewers a sign of what to look for when their locations, their local communities or states are being shifted over from red to purple to blue. What should they be looking out for? Oof. Well, I mean, there's so much. Uh, basically, it's... It, bail Start simple. What's the most simplest thing somebody can do? A PIA. Couldn't that work? Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just... Go into your commissioner's courts and start looking through the agendas. Look for these large consulting groups like McKinsey, Boston Consulting Group. If you know the certain, the specific names to look after, or if you have a problem politician, start to look at who's funding them. And then you can just branch out and expose, expose, expose. That's all I've been doing for the past almost four years. It's just, you know, exposing everything because that's the biggest problem is that we have so many low information voters that so many people have no idea what's happening in their backyard. Just like you said, Greg, there's, you know, human trafficking happening in our backyards and no one notices it, but it's the same thing with DNC or, you know, po political corruption. It's just, you just have to know where, where to look for it. So I would say just get involved on the local level because that's where they know where they can commit the biggest kind of fraud. You know, because that it's it's what's happening here. The the last place that anyone is going to look for Democrat fraud is where a deep red state, right? right? So that's kind of what's happening here in Texas is that they know they can commit fraud in deep red states. So they've they've gone into Houston, Austin, Dallas, and they're huge money making operations. So, uh, sorry. Oh, no, have you ever heard of Catherine Austin Fitz? Yes, I have. So she is fantastic. I love her. Mm -hmm. And she got her name and her start by exposing the fraudulent activities of HUD mm -hmm. back in the 90s, where they were basically funding HUD, contracting out the money to some organization, which was then using the money they received in these no-bid contracts to overseas corporations, specifically in China and other locations. So it's the same concept here. They're just stealing our taxpayer dollars. Yep, they certainly are. And they're very good at it. <laughs> and exactly. It, and it's happening everywhere. I mean, just here, they, they've, uh, there's this one contract for universal basic income. Um, we found out that the people that were doing it was, it was through a Google organization, nonprofit, and uh, the count, my county has uh, allocated $20.5 of uh, funds to this UBI program. When I looked into the program, they had committed massive fraud in Africa through UBI. And it, I mean, you just start to see that this is happening everywhere in the United States. And all it takes is just getting involved with looking through a commissioner's court agenda and doing a Google search. If something looks weird, just Google it. And usually you'll find something that's weird with it. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, I'm not making much sense. 
No, no, no. You're you're 100% right, especially if you start looking into the people on the boards of these organizations. Oh, the board of directors are always yeah. it's always certain networks that you'll start to notice similar names that are and how they do it, how they keep the money in these organizations is they put all of their friends on the board of directors and then they just keep shuffling the money back and forth and charging admin fees each time that right. they do it. So by the time it actually gets to the people, they're only getting like five cents to the dollar, if that. That's why I don't donate to anything. If I For every dollar I donate, 95 cents, 97 cents goes to somebody's salary. No, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I mean, we have an NGO down here and, and the CEO is making over... Six hundred thousand dollars, and she 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 gets a two hundred thousand dollar bonus every year. Wow, that's eight hundred thousand dollars right there. And you're I'm sure she nonprofit. Well worth it. Yeah, she, yeah also, right. she also sits on the board of directors of the Federal Reserve in Dallas too, which is wow. something that I've started to <laughs> notice is that a lot of these board of directors of these NGOs all sit on the board. Of directors for the uh, for the Federal Reserves in each state. Yeah, so if you're looking into COVID money laundering, uh, look at the board of directors uh, for the Federal Reserves, and then look at what NGOs that they sit on. <laughs> what What do you think is going on with some of these states that are creating their own bullion reserves? Uh, Have you heard is, about that? This is the first I've heard of that. Okay. So basically, you've got states uh, like Texas and Kansas is a glittering jewel of this. That are, They're creating their own bullion reserves mm -hmm. because they're basically saying we don't necessarily have faith in the fiat dollar anymore. So we need to create our own hard resources and have this in stock so that we can perform trading. Kansas actually allows you to start trading any kind of metals and you get money for it as currency. Um so, I mean, if you don't know about it, it's okay. I don't, well, I, it doesn't sound like a bad idea. I mean, if we do go into the CDBC thing and we end up in a new world order kind of venue, that is not, I mean, I don't think that selling our own bullion will be a bad thing. We'll have our own way of currency if we yeah. do end up in a technocratic communist society. So I don't think it's a bad idea. <laughs> appreciate you being here and thank you for all the work that you're doing in Texas and everywhere else. Likewise. Uh, you, your journalism is absolutely excellent. Before you go, mm -hmm. let me just put up your sub stack and stuff for people to be able to see and also get uh, a little something I can put at the end of the show for the network uh, tomorrow uh, where you can promote yourself as well. So for the people that are going to be watching right now, this is Marissa Hansen's sub stack. You're going to go substack.com backslash at Marissa, spelled M-E-R-I-S-S-A. -S -S it's the Houston Comical. The Houston Comical, you'll see here you can go. She has the homepage, the archive, um, lots of great content, posting constantly. Marissa, where can they follow you as well to see uh, you on socials? So my Twitter is just Marissa Hansen 17 and my, um, Twitter, uh, my Instagram is M Hansen 17. So yeah. That's All it. right. So <laughs> go give Marissa a follow. If you like independent journalism, you like somebody who's really on the front lines and doing great work, excellent work. Uh, Marissa's <laughs> the person you want to. And I, I think her character spoke for itself tonight too. Even when I pushed back on purpose there, the create a little bit of fun here on the show, she handled it like a champ. So Marissa, thanks so much for being a great guest on the show. You're welcome back anytime. Oh, thank you so much, Greg. Chris, I appreciate you uh, giving me a good <laughs> glowing review. Well, we'll following up. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Being thank persistent. you guys. <laughs> All right. I think it's about time we yes. shut it down for the evening. Uh, thanks so much, everybody. If you want to check out more, Chris, where can they find you? You can go to all of your podcasting platforms and find me at The Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. And on all of your social media platforms, you can find me at The Last Call Caravan. Because if you're paying attention to me, you're on a caravan. And you can find uh, The Bold Americans right at America Emboldened uh, on all of their different platforms, as well as at Real Greg Bolden is where I post. Uh, and Patreon, if you'd like to support the work, patreon.com backslash America Emboldened. 
We hope that we honored your time here well. Enjoy the conversation with Marissa. That was a good one. Uh, learned a lot about what's going on on the border. Uh, Governor Greg Abbott, the WEF and Agenda uh, 2030, which we've been talking about as well. It's been a great opportunity to learn and expand our minds. We'll be back next week. Make sure you check out the brand new show on the America Out Loud Network with Chris Michaels called Unleashed. Right? That's right. Unleashed. And what time is that going to be? One more time, Chris? That is supposed to be posted on Mondays at 7 p.m. And there are a host of other guests and guest hosts by the not guest hosts. Every day is a different host. That's what I mean to get at. Yep. But so you're going to be every Monday. Every Monday for me. But do not forget to tune in all the other days for other hosts. So 7 p.m. every Monday. Make sure you're checking out Unleashed with Chris Michaels. And then you will have me Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the network and throughout the week on the Patreon page. Thank you, everybody. Hope that you have a great weekend. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden and Chris Michaels, our special guest, Marissa Hansen, here on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. Mm-hmm.